0: Hey, this is Neil from Phil Campbell and the Basset Sons and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives.
1: Hello everyone, it's Rodrigo here bringing you another interview for Sonic Perspectives. Our guest today is Neil Starr, the singer of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Neil, thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. How are you?
1: Good, good. How are you? You're in London, right? Or
0: No, I'm, well, not too far. I live in um, a country called Wales, which is part of the UK, and I live near the capital, which is Cardiff.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, All right.
0: London's probably about a two-hour train journey away. It's not too far.
1: Okay. I'm in Toronto anyway, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about the new album, We're the Bastards, which comes out on November 13th. Uh, it's quite a step up from your debut, The Age of Absurdity, don't you think?
0: Well, I think it's a good album. I, I mean, I, I really love the first album too, but um, from my point of view, and I probably speak for the rest of the band too, you know, we just wanted to write another good album, and um, we've written what we believe to be a, a good album, and hopefully when people hear it, they'll agree. <laughs>
1: I found it to be very uplifting, to be honest, very varied as well. Uh, I wonder if that was intentional or just how it came out. I mean, what's the writing process like for you guys? We tend to just,
0: I mean, to answer the question in short, it, it's not intentionally done. Um, mm. We kind of like to write music that we think sounds good, obviously, and um, if that happens to be a fast hit-in riff, then great. If it happens to be a, you know, a slower, bluesier kind of riff, then good also. As long as they're good sounding things, then we want to, we ultimately just want to make good sound in music. We don't want to have to, you know, feel restricted in, in writing a certain style of, of music or whatever, you know. So, um, no, we, we've definitely found that there's a, a variation on the album. And um, we, had a, we had a little bit of variation on the first album, too. So I think people might be uh, okay with it, you know, on this, on this release, too.
1: Absolutely. And did you record it in person or remotely this time?
0: We did it in... So our guitarist, Todd, um, has got a studio... And he he produced it this time, so we were we, we were really, lucky actually that that was the, the set up because and that was always the plan was to record it with Todd, um, yeah. but obviously the lockdown happened, um, and we were lucky that you know that didn't affect our plans really because we were going to the studio that was local to us anyway, and um, we were able to record it um, as planned. It was it was different because we weren't able to all five of us be in the studio at the same time. Mm-hmm. which which is obviously what would normally happen. Um, so we recorded our parts, you know, individually, basically. So um, that was a bit different. But mm-hmm. uh, honestly, you know, if that's the way it had to be, that's the way it had to be. And at least we still managed to be able to, to get the album recorded, you know. So it wasn't an ideal situation. But, you know, I would take that all day rather than not releasing you know? them.
1: Yeah, no, I understand, and I wonder if it, what it feels like to release an album in a time where you can't really present it live, or at least not, you know, with people present. You can do it live, but, uh, you know, not without an audience, so, not with an audience. I know,
0: so, Yeah, I know, I I think that's going to hit me and a bit closer to the time, I think, you know, because um, yeah. that's going to be a first experience for everyone, you know, even Phil, and you know, obviously you know, he's seen and done most things throughout his career, so this will be a brand new experience for everybody. Just will be sitting at home while people are are listening to it, um, which will be a brand new experience. I don't know. I think that's something that might sort of hit us a bit more at the time. At the moment, I'm still just excited to, to be releasing it and for people to hear it. And obviously I find doing these interviews exciting because, you know, you guys have got to hear the album as well. So it's kind of like, it's a small group of us now who know what it sounds like which it always makes me excited you know oh yeah
1: yeah i i got it yesterday i i did two solid listens one of them was actually running so it's a perfect oh, cool. album for a good run so <laughs> Some,
0: you know you know you're not the first person to say that there you go <laughs> yeah a few, a few people have uh said they've they've listened to it while running and it was good So that's yeah. Cool. yeah tell me about the opening
1: track uh we're the bastards the title track for me that one was carefully crafted to be the opening song of a show don't you think
0: yeah, uh. it could well be. I mean, and we w- there was another song on the album which, when I heard it, I thought, "No, this is going to be the album opener for sure." And um, and then when Where the basses was was kind of a late, very late addition. There was two songs that came, you know, really near the end. Um, there was that song and a song called "Destroyed," which were like really last minute submissions, you know. And um, mm-hmm. once we'd recorded Where the basses, then you know. We kind of felt the same as you said then, you know, that that was, that was the opener. It, it was no no contest. And, you know, it's, for us, it's, it's a song that's about, you know, camaraderie and brotherhood, which obviously our band is a lot about that, having three brothers in the band. But like, yeah, that whole feeling of everyone being together, us and the fans. And I, I'm really excited for fans to hear that song because I think it's going to be something that is going to bring us all even closer together, you know, us and the fans. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely what I'm going to look forward to Playing live, I think it's going to be a really good sing along. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are moments on the album where you guys touch on Motorhead a little bit, like on "Animals" and "Son of a Gun," for example. To a Motorhead fan like me, that's as close as it gets, and it's a great feeling to see you, uh, his boys, and you carrying the torch. So thank you for that. Do you do you feel that way that you're sort of carrying the torch a little bit of Motorhead, or
0: personally, I don't feel any kind of pressure for that. I mm. mean, I, I, what I what I love about it is that I'm like you, where you know. Phil will make a riff, and I just think, well, yeah, that sounds, that does sound like Motorhead, but then obviously he wrote loads of riffs for Motorhead, so he's gonna, he's gonna write riffs now that sound like Motorhead, obviously, because he wrote the Motorhead riffs. So mm-hmm. I just, I think it's really cool that he still has a passion to make music, and that, you know, obviously gives the opportunity for people like yourself to still hear riffs coming out of him, and, you know, it's, it's exciting for me to be a part of that, you know, because obviously if, if Lemmy hadn't passed away, then some of these riffs may have been motorhead riffs, you know, who knows?
2: Like, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: sure. So yeah. yeah, you're right. It's a toast. as is going to get, um, unfortunately, because of what happened. But, you know, if um, for me, if I don't feel like a pressure or anything that we're, we're carrying that flag over. I guess we, we kind of look at it as a, as a completely different band, but, you know, obviously we always have respect for, for motorhead. I mean, we're not the only band to have a special motorhead they're one of the most respected bands of all time they've achieved so many amazing things and wrote so many amazing songs and influenced so many people so you know it's, for me it's just an honour to, to be able to add my stamp to to the riffs that Phil and his sons come up with you know and mm-hmm. um, it's exciting you know, I get a unique position of like hearing these riffs before anyone else in the world and like sometimes I have to pinch myself that <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be the one who has to write melodies and and words over these kick-ass riffs, you know? I right. think "Animal" was, was maybe the song we thought might have opened the album at first, you know?
2: Before, okay.
0: Before Way of the Bastards uh, came along, so. Right. So it's quite a, quite a fast one, I think. A bit like Son of a Gun, that kind of vibe, you're right.
1: Yeah. At the same time, one thing I liked about the album is that it's not like pedal to the metal all the time. You do have a few moments to cool off, like Desert Song and Waves, for example. And you're singing yeah. slight changes, too, depending on the mood, right?
0: Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, like you know, Phil and all of us, we don't we don't just listen to a certain type of music. Um, we all have different different influences. And Phil loves the blues, and you know, I, I think that's one of the nice things that this band has offered him as well is like the opportunity to be able to not necessarily be looking down a certain style all the time. You know, he can write and and expand on those kind of ideas he has too. You know, which um which is nice. And yeah, I. For me personally, I, I like to have a, a little bit of variation on the album. You know, I think it, I'm quite a romantic for albums. I think, mm. you know, obviously with this digital age, some people think the age of the album is is going to disappear. But for me, I, I love that whole album package. You know, and I think to have variation is important to to fill different different moods and to sometimes have a bit of a breather in the album somewhere. And waves as a, as a closing track was kind of not too dissimilar to the way we closed the last album, really, I think. Um, Yeah. You know, a slower tempo song and um, just a different side to the band, really. Yeah. Um,
1: Another thing I appreciate in the songwriting of this album is that the choruses are great and they're not just the song titles repeated over and over again, like we see in so many bands, right? Uh, I guess you, as the one who'll be there belting those songs on stage, have something to do with this,
0: right? Yeah, I'm lucky that... I get to have um, freedom to do what I want with all the words and all the, all the choruses and melodies and things. So um, it, we're the bastards though. The chorus for that one, I actually didn't write like. Todd, Todd wrote the music to that song. And as he was writing the music, he had the idea for the chorus. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was one of those songs where I just had to write the verse for that one, which is uh, the chorus is already great. And I loved, I loved where he was going with the lyrics and, you know, I kind of we just spoke to each other and discussed how he wanted me to carry on the lyrics for the for the verses and things, so that was a little bit different. But yeah. Ordinarily I would just be coming up with with whatever I'm feeling at that time and you know, it's largely influenced by the music of the song really, you know. Um mm-hmm. I'm not I've never been the kind of person that writes loads and loads of words down and then and then goes back to them. I kind of listen to music and write melodies and words once i've heard the song um i know different people do it do it in different see. ways but um yeah for me I, I hear the song and like if it fires me up then the lyrics of content normally is a bit more fired up as well you know it, and then if the song is a bit more relaxed and maybe a bit more of a sentimental kind of um to into the lyrics or you know whatever i, I kind of use the music to, to judge my mood and to take me where i think it needs to go you know
1: gotcha yeah. Uh, can you comment also on the mix of the album? Uh, to, to me, it's a perfect balance between distortion and that grit that we you require for a rock and roll band, and clarity as well. Immediately after listening to it, I, I, I thought of Appetite for Destruction, for example, another album oh, that wow. carries that that similar sort of mix and with the grit as well. So,
0: But it's good that you've you know, thought that because I guess that was a little bit harder for us to achieve in the current situation because... You know, we couldn't just perform and record it in a in a more live setting. We had to do it, like I said earlier, we had to do it as individuals. And, you know, I know that that was important for us as a band to to try and record the songs in a way that, you know, they're going to get played live at the end of the day, which would would always be a little bit more, you know, not, not so completely overproduced, you know, where... Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's easy to fall down that road as well when you're in the studio because you can get carried away with with all the wonderful, you know, technologies and things you can you can take advantage of. But like, we want to be able to play these songs live and for people to hear them live and hopefully think they sound even better live than they, than they do on the album. Not for people to come and see us live and think, oh, I sounded sounded better on the album. You know, that would be uh-huh. the worst. That would be the worst feedback I could ever receive <laughs> as a musician. You know, so yeah. Um nice no, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's a it's a great mix. Um Todd produced the album and recorded it and then we had it mixed by um, a guy called Soren who also mixed um the solo album that Phil did in between our first album and this album, Phil did a solo album. Yeah. And um he mixed that album too.
1: Soren is from Denmark, I believe. He's a genius, he's worked on so many albums so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. He's
0: a really nice guy too.
1: Yeah, and, uh, well, the band is definitely growing in stature, I think. You went from playing a cover set to having your own material, and now there's two albums to draw material from. I think it's safe to say that it started as a fun project for Phil to play with his sons, and now it's getting a little bit more serious than you guys
0: expected, right? Well, yeah, I mean, fortunately, we you know, we're trying to still keep that, like, the mentality of it just being a fun project, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, Bands, they are businesses, I suppose, at the end of the day. And, you know, you've got to look at it that way. But we're trying just to make it and keep it with that sort of enthusiasm and, and fun that we had at the start, because that's what we all enjoyed. That's why we all did it, you know. Um Like you mentioned, Phil gets to play shows all around the world with his sons, which, you know, must be, I'm, I'm a dad myself, that must be like a dream come true to have to, the opportunity to do that, you know, it's so unique. Oh, yeah, and, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's important for us just to just to keep hold of the reason why we started it, and to fundamentally, you know, write music and record music and play music because it's fun. Yeah. Um When once you lose that fun, you know, it's, it can't be a nice place to be. Then, you know, if if you feel like you have to get on stage, that must be a real terrible feeling. You know, um, but I hope
1: I never. Feel, but. Experience, yeah, and uh, I work for smaller companies which are run as a family business, and I found it challenging to be honest. What's it like for you to work in a band where everyone is part of the same family, but you? <laughs> um,
0: I wish I had a cool story to tell you, but no, honestly, it's, it's no problem. You know, it's we're, we're all very close anyway, and um, I guess everybody knows each other re- really well and so well that they know when things are getting taken too far and yeah, mm. I guess one good thing I have is if there is a family uh, dispute, I haven't got to get involved.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can leave them to it. But they're, yeah. They're few and far between. So let's leave, no, it's okay. not an issue, But It's okay. kind of cool. I mean, the way we do the band is kind of unique as well that we, we self manage the band. So we all kind of take a little responsibility for certain areas, you know, um, and that keeps it very close-knit as well, along the family lines as well. So it's um, yeah, it seems to be working for us and hopefully it'll continue to to be a fun thing to be involved in because it is so much fun. Uh, and like you said, we're seeing with every kind of festival we do and with every song we release, like more and more people getting on board with it and we, you know, we get some amazing feedback from people about us when they see us live and, Yes you know, it's, it's great it's it's the only motivation you need really i think is is to hear positive words from people when they hear your music or see your band live and keeps you, uh keeps you taken over and motivated to keep to keep on going definitely right and
1: how did you get this gig with Phil and his sons? Did you know them before or did you audition
0: for it? What was it like but basically no it wasn't an audition it was Todd the guitarist was having a birthday party, Mm. basically, and, you know, obviously some of his family were there and his closest friends and um, he'd arranged for a live band to play because obviously, you know, very musical family, musical friends and he'd arranged with that live band that him and his dad and brothers could jam for like 15, 20 minutes um, in the middle of of the night, you know, Mm -hmm. and he asked me in advance if I would be up for singing a few songs doing that jam session kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I played in a band with Todd at the time, a different band. So, you know, we, we'd we already been doing stuff together. And I knew his other two brothers really well because they were also in other bands uh, in the local area that we would played with loads of times, you know. So, yeah, we just uh, got up and sang a few songs, I think we did, like Come Together by The Beatles and maybe Superstition by Stevie Wonder and a few others. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it wasn't like your typical rock songs we were doing. It was a bit more of a, a party jam kind of atmosphere, you know. It was cool. But, um, yeah, pretty much after that, you know, Phil said he enjoyed doing it. We all said we enjoyed doing it. And, obviously, we knew at the time Phil was a Motorhead, so it wasn't going to be a busy thing and a, a serious commitment needed or anything. But he kind of said, as and when he has a little bit of time, with motorhead, maybe we could squeeze a few shows in here and there, just doing some motorhead songs and and some of his favorite covers, like we did some Led Zeppelin and some Black Sabbath and that kind of stuff mm. um and we just we just did that for for a few years, and we didn't play that many shows, you know, but um when we did, it was always good fun, and yeah, I guess the turning point for us was when you know Lemmy sadly passed away, and Phil decided. After taking some time out, that he did want to continue in music, you know. So at that point, we decided we would write some of our own songs and, and kind of, yeah, take it down a different route to what we've been doing previously. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I, I guess uh, probably about four or five years ago now. I see. Maybe longer.
1: Well, I'm glad that things are taking off, man. <laughs> but, Thank you. Man. Uh, yeah, last question for me. Uh, you have a very ambitious headlining tour book for 2021. What's the expectation for it now, and how do you plan to rehearse for that?
0: Well, the expectations will be huge because you know we're all going to be bursting with energy, and hopefully, crowds are going to be bursting with enthusiasm to get back out and see live music as well. I think I, I can imagine there'll be like a big celebration, really, when when people can get back out and watch live music again and we can play live music again, it's going to be like a big euphoria moment, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. We, took for, we all took for granted these things we had. and You know, we none of us ever expected they, they would be taken away. And I guess it gives you a whole new reality on things. And, yeah, I mean, just to play a show again, that would be amazing. And um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll rehearse as we normally do, which is... We're not too intense in rehearsal to be honest. We get together... Not too long before the tours, and we we jam and, just have, again, just have a good time. You know, we don't ever want it to feel like it's hard work or or work even. You know, we just want it to feel like we're just having a jam and playing music. So I guess when we can get back to all being in the same room, then we will. And, and we'll start doing it again because we haven't been able to do that for this entire 2020 yet.
1: Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed that things are going to get resolved, and I hope to see you on the road soon, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've never been to uh, – you said you're in Canada, right?
1: Well, not since I moved here. Where did you move from? Uh, from Brazil. That's where I'm originally oh, awesome. from. Yeah.
0: Did you So you must have seen Motorhead a few times?
1: Yeah, I saw them, like, so many times there, opening for mating, headlining shows, so many times, man. Yeah, good memories. Amazing.
0: Good memories. Yeah. We actually had um, some plans to go to South America, but they've been, obviously – Yeah can cancel for now. They never even got announced, but um, we'd, we're trying to do it. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll get to Canada at some point. And um, if we do, it'd be great to meet you and um, see you at the show. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll arrange that for sure.
1: Awesome. Neil, thank you so much uh, for your time. All the best with the new release. We are the bastards.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for your time as well. Have thank a great you.
1: weekend. You too. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye, man. Bye.
1: Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this interview with Neil Starr. You can listen to it also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to finish with the song Son of a Gun from the most recent album of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, We Are the Bastards. Take care and rock on!